The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 90. How should student-athletes communicate to college coaches when applying for a scholarship opportunity? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. If you haven't seen my free sports career course, I highly recommend that you check it out at education2sport.com, where I explain to you in seven days what the sports industry is looking for with regards to new members of staff. So head to education2sport.com and sign up today for free. Now, as always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career as an elite athlete. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Chris Bates. Chris is the talent director at Study and Play USA where he supports young athletes who aspire to pursue a career as a professional sport athlete by achieving access to the American College System Pathway. I can happily say that I'm very fascinated about Chris's line of work and it's great to have him as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Chris will share his sports career journey and explain to you the importance of communicating effectively to college coaches when applying for a sports scholarship opportunity. Chris, it's great to have you on the show. Please can you share your sports career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? My sports journey, that's an interesting one. I suppose it started when um, my first recollection of playing sports started in the backyard with my three brothers, which is pretty common for Australian kids. Um, it's what we tend to do. Um, so, um, yeah, cricket in the backyard and, uh, shortly followed by, you know, various codes of football and, um, and, and tennis followed and then tennis very quickly became the number one sort of priority for me. So, uh, probably played my first tournament when I was about nine or 10, I think. So what inspired you to go that tennis journey? Was it to be a pro athlete? Was it to be a coach? Can you remember back then what you wanted to do? Yeah, no, definitely no motivation to do anything except um, probably just win. And I, all I wanted to do was just win. I was a very competitive little kid, um, but I had no. I, I never thought more further ahead than that day ever when I was playing tennis, right through probably till I was fifteen. Would you mind explaining to listeners your tennis journey, which led to where you are now? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, tennis. Um, I was lucky enough to do really well, like almost instantly as soon as I started playing I had came from a big tennis family and and uh, happened to do really really well first few tournaments I played and then 
um, that became addictive for a little kid. And um, as I got through 12, 13, 14, you know, sort of winning sort of the national tournaments um, in Australia and, and, yeah, so as I knew how to win and that was sort of, um, as I said, fairly addictive. And then as you get a little bit older, it gets a little bit harder to do it because people grow at different ages uh, physically and mentally develop at different stages. And I certainly physically, you know, it took me a long while to fill out and uh, physically and so I got overtaken probably around about age 16. Uh, but by the time I was 18, I'd caught up a little bit, uh, still still, uh, still a little bit behind physically. But I was able to do pretty well again when I was about that age. And then that's when the option of going to play professionally or quitting altogether it was kind of really you know, a choice you have to make. Uh, or do I go to university? And so I initially tried to go pro and had a couple of years out you know, traveling as far and as wide as I could and um, did okay, but uh, financially really big burden on the family. And uh, so uh, almost by chance, I came across the US college opportunity, which was financially a no-brainer for my parents um, and for me. I could still play really good hot top-level tennis without turning my back on the whole professional idea, but I was basically putting that on hold to get a degree and play great tennis over in America. Yeah, so that that's my journey. Would you mind explaining to listeners, especially any young students who want to be an elite athlete or professional athlete, would you mind explaining the competitive side of that quick experience from those two years, looking back? Oh, look, it, it's pretty um, – there's no point sugarcoating it. it it's quite brutal because um, – and I'm sure this is the same in many other sports because the nature of it is is that you, you really – no one's going to give you anything. It's uh, particularly in our sports, an individual sport – um, it's so expensive to travel and, uh, for equipment and then to have a coach traveling, which I couldn't afford, but, um, they're all the types of things you kind of need. In my opinion, most people will need those things in order to maximize their potential. Uh, so I didn't have the funds to be able to do that. So you're very much lonely and, and trying to do all this on your own and figure it out. So look, it's all, it's all worth it if you can make it, obviously, for those that are, um, are good enough and lucky enough to make it. But um, certainly getting there, I found those two years, um, you know, I learned a lot. I don't regret any of that. And uh, But people need to know that it's a, it's a very, very tough road. You do need a lot of support behind you emotionally. Uh, and financial support, I, I found, particularly in this sport, is, is something that certainly makes your life a lot easier. It just gives you a little bit more time, I think. Absolutely. How did things change when you went to college in America? Changed in so many ways because culture of sport in America is so different and it was actually incredibly refreshing, I suppose, for me. I'd come from a very, very individual sport in Australia where um, you don't get an opportunity to play as a team. So first and foremost, you're playing in a team environment. So that appealed to me and that kind of took me back to my roots in the backyard playing football and finally I'm actually in a team again um, and I really loved that. So the team environment was one aspect. The other aspect was no one's in a rush in that environment. They are, they are willing to put in a few years, um, you know, they know that they're going to get better as an athlete in college. So there's no rush to try and make it professionally. There's no financial stress because if, if the scholarship's good, then you shouldn't have any financial concerns. So the financial burden off, the, the loneliness was kind of, you know, that problem was fixed as well. Um, but the other thing was the academic. So the academic provided a really healthy distraction from tennis. Um, and 
I found that my academics helped my tennis so much. What did you study? Well, to be honest, when I started, I, I had no idea what I wanted to study. And that's the beauty of the US college system. You don't have to declare your major initially. You can actually do a bit of a smorgasbord arrangement and, and choose elective subjects, which I did. And I chose anything from theatre to uh, PE teaching to um, consumer behavior to all types of different things. And eventually within after my marketing and consumer behavior, advertising really appealed to me. I was really intrigued by it. So that's, that's what I ended up graduating with a degree in uh, marketing. How has that marketing degree, looking back now, supported you to where you are now? The marketing degree itself uh, was just, uh, to me, it was a passion. I had a really uh, strong interest in the, the subject. And so I've always been intrigued by that ever since. So it's it probably helps us a little bit in our line of work now, understanding humans a little bit better and what makes people think and what motivates people to, to purchase things and things like that. It certainly helps. But I think it's just the act of finishing and completing a degree in another country. It wouldn't have mattered if it was marketing or accounting or anything. Uh, I think the actual act of completing it um, just gives you a, a really strong sense of, you know, accomplishment. So that's, yeah, I mean, confidence. You know, the confidence that, okay, I'm, there's more to me than a guy who can swing a racket. Uh, so you come home with a little bit more, you know, a different string to your bow. Would you mind explain to listeners what you did after your time at college? Did you go back to Australia or did you stay in the States and try being pro again? What, what did you do next? That's a great question. I mean, it, it, the the wonderful thing about it was um, you're still pretty young when you when you finish, so it's a four year degree. I had the option of going and trying to play again. Obviously, my parents were, you know, saved some good money over four years that I was there, so I'm sure they would have supported me to go and play, try again. Uh, in the end, I, I didn't. Um, I didn't go pro. I was actually ready to. I, I was so. My, I was playing the best tennis of my life, and I was content with that and um i was content that uh i didn't really want to go back out and try again almost you know go back to that life that i tried before college so i was really really keen to get a job and just get into the, the real world i guess and and um so i worked in the u.s so uh the wonderful thing about uh graduating from america is from an american uni was they you automatically get a visa to work there for one year uh, so I took that up, worked for a, um, a publications firm, uh, got a really good job and um, did that for a year. I could have extended that for a few more years, but after that I came back to Australia. Just touching back to today's main topic, how important is communication skills when applying for a sports college scholarship? Uh, look, communication skills, in my opinion, they're crucial in any walk of life. Uh, or anything that you're doing I think so it does not matter how good you are at anything if you communicate well you, you you can you can go places so communication skills are exceptionally important from the college pathway point of view um, uh, it's your first impression sometimes with, with a coach is you know that that first Skype just like we're doing now um, you know that first impression uh, your demeanor um, you know all those types of things. Um, you know uh, that can get that can be the difference between a scholarship offer and not. So it's not just about talent. It's not just about a video that you've sent to the coach of your playing skills. It is. It's absolutely about your personal qualities as well. And communication is a huge one. So what inspired you to start study and play USA? 
Um, well, my experience was just absolutely phenomenal. So I, um, I got to travel 32 states in four years. I had this amazing personal experience, had an amazing academic experience, and I had an amazing tennis experience. So I was so thankful for that. And then you get back to Australia, and not a lot of people really knew how to go about going through that process. So it was it was a very uh, natural transition, and, and there were so many people wanting to um, you know, to take that help. So it was, it was an easy decision, an easy motivation, that's for sure. And it's still the same today. I mean, I've, it's been a while since I've been back from college. I'm getting a bit old now, but it, my passion is still very much there. I, and every student athlete that we work with, we, my whole motivation is I want them to have the opportunity to have what I had, which was just a phenomenal all-round experience yeah i find the work you're doing really really interesting would you mind explain to listeners the work you're doing and explain sort of the process so if people do want to get on board they can contact you direct yeah so um when any family contacts us first and foremost the first thing we do is actually sit down with the family and then say well what do you want to get out of college it's so important for us to know the goals of the individual and the family um, some families might have financial parameters. Some families might have specific um, needs. You know, you know, most most mums and dads want them to be in a very very safe environment naturally. So we make sure we not note all these things down that are particularly important to each family. We go to the detail of finding out what um, you know what type of coach that particular person responds well to. If we know all these things, then we can help them find the right fit is what we call it. So so basically, once we have that information, we do everything and that is necessary to get them in a position to be meeting those types of coaches. So firstly, we need to look at their level um, academically. Um, so we give, a, we give an assessment very, very quickly of where they're at, um, usually in high school when we meet them. Um, there are certain subjects they need to have studied along the way. If they haven't done those, we'll work with them to work around that. There is a way around it. Making an initial assessment and then and then obviously athletically, okay, where where is your level? Okay, these are the types of divisions you might be able to go to and then the process starts from there, getting, um, getting a profile together to present to coaches in a nice professional way. And then a huge part of what we do, probably the main thing what we do is actually coming back to what we were talking about before is actually teaching them how to communicate with coaches. So so what's an effective form of communication? We do mock interviews. We, we, we provide a lot of uh, resources and, and, and practice for that. So, And then, uh, you know, helping them arrive at the decision and make the decision. We never make a decision for any family, obviously, but we will help them their decision on the important factors, okay, which usually is the coach, uh, the environment, those things more so than perhaps the location. Is this just in tennis with regards to the coaches or any sports? Uh, All all sports, absolutely. Yeah, so it it doesn't change, you know. Humans are humans, coaches are coaches. The process is, is very similar. Some sport might have its nuances, you know, how we might go about it, which which we work with. But it, um, generally speaking, the process is extremely similar. But the main thing for us is having a great relationship with the coaches in America. So when they see that we're working with a – or they see that a youngster is working with us, then, you know, if that provides them confidence, uh, that's obviously good for the, for the families. So. 
Absolutely. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently? What have been up to recently? This, this, um, our, our business, Study and Play USA, is, is very, very much into providing free information, really, um, making sure people are informed initially. And this is a good example of it. Like, we love doing this type of thing. There's a lot of misinformation out there about college um, on, the, on the net. Sometimes, you know, people hear things from other people who've had the experience, and that information might be a little bit dated. Or, you know, there's lots of variables. So we like to set that all pretty straight. And we do lots of presentations at high schools, at clubs and expos. And, and um, you know, it's all about getting, making people aware that, that this exists, but also that they're letting them know whether they're good enough as well. Uh, before they get too far into it so yeah it's about that's what we do we spend a lot of our time traveling around um country meeting um meeting new people and and giving them that information just on a personal note chris what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career looking back now i like the problem solving aspect of sport so i just yeah there's no there's no easy path for anyone in any sport um, even though we see the finished product on the top elite athletes a lot and we think, man, that looks like a life. But there's always been a tough road for every athlete and they've figured it out, those guys that get to the top. They may have had a little bit of luck too along the way. Generally speaking, yeah, there's stuff that's going to happen in sport that you've got to deal with that, that might not be positive. Uh, it's how you deal with it, you know, is what matters. And so I think sport is such a great, you know, it's not life. And death obviously but teaches you a lot about life and if you and you know how you handle certain sporting situations can can often be a good predictor on how you might um, react in, in a real life situation so to pressure and things like that absolutely now I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question what advice would you give to students who want to pursue a career in professional sports look I, I think you yeah it's it's easy to just say they've got to enjoy it um, that's that's a given um, but the reality is a lot of people that make it, you know, you possibly don't enjoy it. They just happen to be very good at it. To have a successful career in, in sport professionally, I think it's got to be a burning desire. It's got to be something that's in, it's never far away from you, the front of your mind, you know, the dream. I think that's if, you, if you've got that and you're constantly wanting to play that sport, whether it's at a high level or just with your friends, whatever, I think that's a really, really good sign. Uh, but, yeah, general advice is if you're going to do it, do it properly, get good coaching, get good support around you, find a way to get some good funds behind you and, and commit to it. And, and I guess the other thing is have a backup plan. Absolutely. That's great, Chris. How can people interact with you online? Like most people these days, we're, we're across the um, – you know, most of the social media bring it up here so I can uh, tell you exactly. So I don't want to get any of the uh, the characters wrong for you. But uh, obviously we're on uh, Facebook at uh, USA Study and Play. Same with Twitter. That's our handle. And they can look us up, Study and Play USA, on LinkedIn as well. Uh, and obviously Instagram as well. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Chris, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Pleasure, Ed. Thanks for having me. What a really interesting career journey from Chris and interesting podcast topic. But what's really important, which you can apply to this interview, is being mindful about the athlete himself or herself, of the sacrifices they go through, the family sacrifices. You can really hear Chris's tone of voice and through his experience that it's vital especially for the next generation of young athlete, which potentially could be prospects for the future, 
in the elite world of sport. And if you want to work in the sports industry, especially with elite athletes, you've got to be mindful of their sacrifice they've taken at such a young age. And if you want to work with these people, you've got to deliver that sort of same commitment as well with regards to support off the field or even on the field when you're working with these athletes. And I think this is vital. It's the biggest learning lesson I've taken from this interview, which can be applied to your sports career ambitions going forward. But from a sports career perspective, there's one area which Chris is absolutely right, that communication skills and how you can communicate with people in different ways and methods is vital when pursuing a career in the sports industry, not just for the athlete's perspective, but including myself, including yourself, if you want to pursue a career in the sports industry and adding value to this industry going forward. Really take on board what Chris said, during our chat and apply it to your sports career journey now and good luck now as always at the end of each interview i like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker chris said communication skills are crucial in any walks of life because it's your first impression and personal qualities which can stand you out from the crowd 